thank you to our listeners from around the world and survivors from all spaces and walks of life for sharing your stories responsibly. The Uni Podcast is now an affiliate of the Mental Health News Radio Network, the only podcast network in existence, serving as a beacon for mental health and wellness information, testimony, and resources. Welcome to the Uni Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca McCall, and today our journey begins in the fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, and it takes us across the globe to connect with heroes in their own rights in the space of suicide prevention to help us reach a cure for suicide. Welcome back to the Uni Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca McCall. Today, like no other day, we are getting real getting real today, kind of inspired by uh, recent Red Table Talks where Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, decided to go around the table and just be honest about relationships and things like that. Uh, just kind of inspired a, a thought for me. Um, with the Uni Podcast having so much momentum, you know, uh, so much, our audience is growing so much. We're getting great feedback uh, from listeners. I felt like, you know, it was time and, and something that I owed to the audience um, for myself to be authentic, uh, to be vulnerable, and to share a little bit more about my life experience or lived experience um, with mental health and suicide. Um, because it does, it, it, it comes out of, um, you know, professional experience. You know, I am a, am a counselor. I have practice um, in therapy as an intern. Um, and I have led a, a behavioral health agency for over nine years. Um, so in the space of mental health, in the space of suicide prevention, um, clinically speaking, I've got a ton of experience there. Um, I am a subject matter expert in the uh, study of suicidal behavior. Um, but now's not the time for that. The Uni Podcast isn't the platform for that. Um, this is an opportunity for me to come to you, um, again, being honest, being vulnerable, and sharing with the entire audience and community that um, I'm, I'm a suicide survivor. I'm a suicide attempt and loss survivor. Um, and that's where I pull upon my expertise and, and my passion uh, to be able to prevent other people from going down and remaining in these dark spaces that I'm all too familiar with. Uh, so today... I wanted to bring somebody, um, not just any uni guest, but I wanted to bring somebody that means so much to me. Um, Kiona is my girlfriend and, you know, partner in life, partner in, I won't say crime. We, we obey the law. <laughs> we respect our government, you know. But, um, but my partner in, in passion, in purpose, um, you know, everything that I do, I'm actually allowed to, you know, do allowed to be myself. Um, I'm so well supported by this woman because um, it's not easy, and I'll let her tell you all about it, but it's not easy um, being a partner to somebody who not only just for fun and for profession talks about suicide all day, every day, um, but also has, you know, battles, um, you know, with thoughts of suicide or with just being in those dark spaces. So, um, Kiona, thank you for being willing. Um, I don't know if you really knew that this is what we were going to do today. Um, I was like, oh, let's get some quality time. You know, let's go to the studio and then, you know, put a mic in and red dot, red dot, press record. 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, Kiona, thank you for coming on the podcast, um, being willing to be open, honest, and vulnerable also. Um, and today it's going to be a little bit different instead of me just kind of asking questions. Um, I want to have a conversation with you, um, you know, and, and you ask me questions, you know, you, you put me on the spot. Um, but I just want to talk about, I don't know, like where we are in our journey and how this, how our individual journeys kind of like what it looks like, you know, and then how we come together for something like this to do something as important as, um, you know, the uni podcast and suicide awareness and all that. Well, <clears throat> hey, Kiona. Hi, Bianca. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me on. Um, I actually have been waiting to kind of have this conversation with you. Didn't know I was going to do it, you know, on video, you yeah. know, but it's, yeah. it's actually um, a great opportunity for me to be able to speak my truth and um, also maybe um, get uh, a better, you know, perspective of how you really feel about certain things. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we didn't talk about this before, but girl, don't don't come on here and make me look down. No, <laughs> Can I be vulnerable? Can I be vulnerable? <laughs> All right. Um, not going to lie, a little nervous. A <laughs> little nervous. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to, um, and much like it is for a lot of people, it's easy to look at somebody else's situation and be able to be insightful and, you know, like positive, you know, and, and be able to say, hey, this is, maybe you should try this, you know, but anytime it's your own situation, um, I don't know, it's just a whole different ball game. So mm -hmm. you have to excuse me if I'm a little nervous because I feel like, man, talking about myself. <sighs> but, um, but I think it's, it's necessary. It's time. Uh, people need to know where I'm coming from. And then, like you said, it's so important for you to speak your truth, too, because this isn't all about me. This isn't all about uni podcasts. You know, it's about relationships and connectivity. That's the ultimate um, just purpose behind this, this driving force. So um, I'll start off and, and just kind of ask you, um, before we got together, and, and we've been knowing each other for a long time, long time, and we were friends for years before um, anything romantic. When we were friends, and back when that was just the extent of our relationship, um, you know, what was your, what was your thoughts about just mental health in general? And you know, I, I don't think we ever talked about suicide, you know, no. back in the day. But <clears throat> we never talked about suicide. Actually, I just. Um we had a lot of great conversations. Um, I remember talking to you for hours, and I probably should have been working, but I was just talking to you for hours, you know? Um, yeah, as far as, like, mental health, what do you mean, like? Yeah, like, I mean, just in life, I know we were we were pretty young when we first met, mm -hmm. um, early 20s. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, for me, I know, like, I didn't really... I wasn't really like tripping on mental health. Like we, we actually worked for a behavioral health or right. mental health uh, <laughs> clinic here in town. And, um, and the way I used to think about mental health. Okay. I kind of get what you're saying now. So um, like when you think of mental health, like back then I was thinking of more of like um, people along the um, lines of like autism or, you know, um, what they would uh, 
somebody drooling or you know just like all these different like stigmas yeah, yeah schizophrenia you know they've got um they're bipolar you know and um they can't function in society you know basically and they just look different from everybody else they act different from everybody else and not really um thinking about it as in you know it's my neighbor you know who's suffering um with bipolar disorder or depression or you know now you know Myself, you know, I, I, I possibly have PTSD or, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, battle with depression myself and um, not really um, knowing, like, not really knowing exactly, you know, what it is, you know, to be mentally ill, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, to be honest, like, back in the day, I, much like you, I thought, mental illness was like a thing that somebody else had Mm -hmm. or mental health was still like a thing that somebody else had. Mm -hmm. And, um, over the years, um, I kind of have a new relationship with mental health. Now I'm, I'm seeing it like, it's like physical health. Like Mm -hmm. everybody has mental health or a level of mental healthiness. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, if you don't really work on it and if you don't do stuff to stay healthy, then, um, then it is illness and it's just Mm -hmm. like catching a cold or flu Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, like you could be or experiencing mentally mental illness, Mm -hmm. but um, it doesn't mean that you're crazy or that, you know, you have to have this uh, stigma attached to you or this label or, you know what I mean? Like you have to do some of the more like intense treatments for it, you know, but like when we first, when we were friends, um, we did. We we had these amazing conversations, and we talked a lot about, from what I remember, you were just way more advanced than I was, like, talking about spirituality. And I remember I'd be like, dang, this girl, like, she's, like, a little flower child. Like, <laughs> I, and, and that's when, you know, you were dubbed the free spirit in my mind, right? Like, because mm-hmm. you were always talking about, like, vibrations and frequency, higher frequencies mm-hmm. and and love and you know mm-hmm. all these concepts that like for me being in my early 20s because you're a little bit older than me um, <laughs> six months <laughs> six but, months older than you okay <laughs> but but for me back in the day like i was just like i didn't really even understand but you know one i'd love to listen to you talk but uh i i don't know i felt like you were kind of like my guide or teacher, you know, in those moments that letting me know that there is more to um, life than than just the physical, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's definitely, um, I think, for a friendship like that, you know, helped us to develop a strong bond, you know, and, yeah. a, and a great friendship for for many years. Um, fast forward, you know, to when you like chased me and was just like. <laughs> <laughs> no, we said we was gonna be honest. <laughs> okay, yeah. When I was chasing no, you, what happened? <laughs> when I was chasing you down. All right, fast forward to when we, uh, for both of our lives, it was uh, the right time or a better time mm-hmm. to to think or to talk more than friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like for you? Because at that point in my life, I had already been like full-fledged like suicide prevention 24-7 yeah so what was that like for you well actually like I didn't know that you had gone into like suicide prevention so much until um actually when I I checked out the website and then I started seeing you know your videos based on suicide prevention and um 
I was like, wow, you know, doing big things, you know, and um, really, you know, getting out there in the community. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and for me, you know, seeing you again, it was like, you know, um, mentally, spiritually, you know, physically, it it felt it felt so much different. You know what I mean? Because like before, we were just young, you know, and um, just having all these great conversations about life, and you know. Um, you know, that's not just a doorknob, you know, right there. That is like, you know, it's 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 a metal force in this world. You know what I mean? It turns it turns and it opens things, you know, and um, that was you. And th- yeah, yeah. A total a total <laughs> portal. You know, it's a portal to another universe. You know what I mean? Still kind of that way. I am. <laughs> but, but but by the time that um, we seen each other again, spiritually, you had grown so much, you know, and the conversations um, that we used to have back in the day, you actually participated in you know and you just had all these enlightening things to say and so many you know great things you know I was like wow you know I never thought about it like that you know so it's as far as maybe um I was more advanced spiritually for me you were just more advanced as far as with like communication and um, being able to get a point across and making things clear to people you know um I feel like my language was so much different from everybody else's because I wasn't speaking the same language you know Mm -hmm. I was I was speaking in frequencies. I was speaking in, you know, spirituality and, you know, talking about, you know, uh, higher powers and, you know, different things like that. And that's basically the only language I spoke, you know. So um, being around you again, it opened me up and I I'm, I'm think I'm getting better at communicating and just having like a normal conversation <laughs> sometimes. Because yeah. uh, a lot of times I, I tend to to run and not really be around people unless they can understand where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. you know. So... Um, I thank you for that. So, Just, yeah. Aww, used to be cupcaking. <laughs> um, so yeah, like as you're describing it too, uh, when we were younger, and we had these conversations, um, for me it was like watching an artist like paint a picture. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, I wasn't very participatory because I didn't feel like I was the capable artist in this. You know what I mean? And you were. Um, you were just like I said, it's just so advanced. But as I'm watching you paint this picture, I'm thinking, well, this is this is a life, or we're talking about a life that we are yet to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we we're so young, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then fast forward, you know, I've changed, you've changed, and it's because we've lived mm-hmm. some life. You know, mm-hmm. we've had some life experiences. Um, when we first got together, I was a complete and absolute mess. <laughs> Um, and man, so I, I was fresh off of a situation, an entanglement, no, (laughs) I was fresh off of a situation, um, where I had probably experienced like the worst, the worst pain of my life, um, to date. And, um, and I've been through so much like in my life, like through childhood and, and, um, you know, like I, I've been, I felt like I've been under attack for most of my life, you know, um, or I've been in a battle, especially like with my own uh, mental health. Like it's taken like some real serious like management, you know, to to make it through um, the days and then also to, to make it to a point to where I could be there for other people mm-hmm. because I, I am relied upon, you know, by a lot of people. And so... Um, at the time that you came back to my life, which I believe completely divine, um, I I feel like I needed you. 
I feel like I needed. Um, I feel I, like we needed we at the time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like we needed see, we go. we needed each other. You know, like it was it was. Spo- I I had just gotten out of a big mess in my life. You know what I mean? And um, was actually just getting myself together. You know, and um, I feel like. Um, through all of those situations, you know, everything that was going on with you, like I was able to find strength in myself. I was also able to open up about things about myself that I hadn't opened up to anybody about because of your vulnerability and you being so honest with me. You know, I was able to open up about all these situations in my life that might have opened some doors that were, (laughs) you know, so nice, but I was able to open up and figure out, you know, where my frustrations were coming from, where, um, where my so many of my issues were coming from, you know, stemming from, you know. Um, so once again, I appreciate that too as well. So I, like I said, I feel like we needed we, you know. Um, we were able to um, see ourselves in a different light, mm-hmm. you know. Um, since we drove separately to the studio today, <laughs> I'm going to ask some questions that just in case we're driving separately to the house. So, okay. <laughs> so we're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, <laughs> So, and and this is, I mean, I'm just going to keep it real. So, so like I said, Kiona is my girlfriend, you <laughs> know, um, so, so I'm a lesbian, you know? Um, and that's the other thing too. Please let them know. Uh, this is, I, you were like my coming out. You know what I mean? I, I, I had never, you let them know? I had never come out and said to anybody, yes, I'm attracted to women. Yes. I love women. You know, I had been hiding that for so long, you know, and, um, to be able to come out and say that, especially with somebody that was like my best friend and I've known for 15 years, it was it was beautiful. And I had no problem doing it. That was what was amazing about it because like before I was hiding it, you know, and the girl be like, you, you gonna tell your parents? Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I would just like cut it off, you know what I mean? And like literally being able to just come out and be like, hey, this is who I am. And this is the person that I love. That for me was, you know, beautiful, you know, so. Another milestone, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So, so that, yeah, that's what happened. Um, I I mean, I was gonna let you say it, but, um, so we were friends before because this was not your, your lifestyle, you Mm. know? Um, and I, I would say I, I was fortunate enough to be supported enough to come out as a lesbian woman, um, as a young woman, uh, in college. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, while it seemed like, you know, I was, I already knew or I was experienced in this mm-hmm. lifestyle, um, I really wasn't, I, I haven't been, I, I've experienced kind of just all the wrong ways <laughs> to have <laughs> relationships, um, keeping it just 100. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, man, so, and if any of my exes, <laughs> Tell it, just tell it. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be comments like this, bitch. (laughs) Um, So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names, and I'm not going to put blame on anybody else. I'm going to take personal responsibility, right? So, but, but I do understand that it's shared responsibility in a relationship Mm -hmm. that doesn't work out. It's the relationship, you know. Mm Um, so I'm not taking all the responsibility, but I will speak on, on my parts in my past relationships. I just don't really understand love, to be honest. Um, people always tell me, 
oh, you just got to love yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I'd be looking around, I'd be like, I do love myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I eat good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm always fed, okay? <laughs> um, you know, I, I like to travel. I like to do stuff. I like nice things. Like, I thought that was loving myself. Mm-hmm. And in these relationships, I thought it was love to share in those same type of experiences with, you know, with that woman. And, um, and no matter what I was getting in the relationship, no matter mm-hmm. the signs, you know, um, I would still share the same same amount mm-hmm. and then even more because I'm just like, I mean, you know, I'm go mm-hmm. big or go home. So, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've been engaged a few times um, and my proposals were like Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Phenomenal. Ridiculous. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I was just doing the most with the wrong people. You know what I mean? And wrong people because they weren't feeling the situation mm-hmm. the same, you know? Um, my my most recent situation before um, you came back into my life, um, I was in a relationship that I thought I was under the complete delusion um, was the woman I was going to marry. Um, I was under the complete delusion that we were planning a family together. I was under a complete delusion that that research and planning, cryobank, all that would result in the birth of um, me being under the complete delusion that it was my son. Um, and after I fulfilled um, whatever this other person wanted, um, you know, financially, emotionally, spiritually, maybe in that order, um, you know, I was no longer needed. And so um, I, so what what has felt like my son was kidnapped, that's what it felt like, like she kidnapped my son, didn't let me see him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I battled, I was physically injured as a result of just the toxicity in this relationship. Um, Physically injured, significantly physically injured. Um, I rehabbed for months, you know, to to be able to walk. You know, I still feel, you know, signs and symptoms, you know, from hitting my head, you know. Um, And then the spiritual injury was probably the most significant and, and I went to war. I, I started the war, I initiated the war, but I went to war with God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. was like, how could you? Right. How could you show me something so beautiful like childbirth? Mm-hmm. I mean, like the moment, I always tell people like his first breath, it seemed like it took forever <laughs> for him to take his first breath. And I was like, holy shit. Like. Yeah. I'm changing my whole my whole life, you know, my whole world. I'm not gonna, you know, I I don't want to be a player no more. I'm really serious. I just had to make you. I was ready to change because the the relationship wasn't good. Yeah. And uh, and I in my mind I thought I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make this relationship Mm -hmm. work because um, for him. And uh, and so when he was taken away and I felt like you know family like everybody I was I was angry with everybody because I felt like how could you guys support her doing that Mm -hmm. something like that to somebody like literally like financially robbing me and abusing me so that I could pay for you to have a baby to take away like that's how I felt real talk and 
Um, and it was difficult because there's some members of the family that sent me pictures and were just like, this isn't okay, you know? And, and that gave me the hope that I'm like, if they, if somebody else feels the same way I do about it, mm-hmm. then, then maybe I'm not delusional, you right. know, maybe, maybe, you know, she'll come around. Maybe I'll get to be a mom like I've always wanted to be. And so I, six months after that, after that incident, I decided to go to court, mm-hmm. get an attorney and get financially robbed and abused by an attorney. By an attorney, yeah. <laughs> by an attorney. So mm-hmm. um, I met you, that's at the time that you came back into my life um, is when, you know, I was I was probably in the middle, in the middle of uh, this, this legal battle prior to going to, to trial or to court, but I'd already had the attorney and I was already on a mission to get my baby back. Mm-hmm. So what was that like for you walking into that shit storm? <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, I, to be honest, I had my own, you know, opinions about everything and, and what I thought. I, I thought it was Which wrong. you told me. I told you, you know. You were very honest I was about very it. honest about it. You know, I think we did a whole spiritual bowl cleansing. I kind of just like, <laughs> you know, talked to you about it. I was, honestly, I felt like it was wrong. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't approve of the situation. I didn't approve of the way she treated you or any, in any way, shape or form. But I, I wanted to just educate you as far as you know the law goes and what the court is going to do you know because I've had my battles with the court you know so I just kind of wanted to you know let you know this is what's going to happen when you go into that courtroom they're going to say legally you know you're not the mother you know what I mean and um (sighs) so um I mean and I, I didn't I didn't really want to see you go through that. You know what I mean? And um, I felt like um, a, a lot of people were just kind of like telling you, like, just let it go. You know what I'm saying? And stop doing this and that. But I just wanted to give you what the what the the legalities were going to be, basically. So before you actually walked into a courtroom, what to expect before, you know, you walked in there and to have the judge say these things to you. I felt like um, I could just kind of just be open and honest with you and tell you what was going to happen, you know, and um yeah, so I felt I felt bad. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I wanted to believe in it. I know that much. I wanted to believe in everything that, you know, you wanted. I wanted to believe in it, you know, because you believed in it, you know. But honestly, in my heart, I didn't feel like it was going to happen just because of, you know, a judge and a court and somebody else having, you know, a say over your life and, you know, be able to say, you know, yes or no, This, you know. If you have to involve the judge... You have to just already think about what may happen, you know. So I was I was concerned with that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's cool. Good time. <laughs> Um, you okay? Yeah. It's just a lot of stuff that didn't know I was gonna be talking about. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I already had my answers. Um. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, 
but my main concern was how you were going to feel, you know, after all of this, if it was to happen or not. Um, if you did get the child, you're going to have to deal with this crazy psycho girl. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, why do you want that? Like, seriously, you know, the girl's crazy. You know, she's not right. So now you're going to pay her child support and stuff. She might just run off with the kid if she felt like it, you know, and like all these thoughts are going through my mind. Like, in all reality, if you get the baby, are you going to be miserable, you know, because just dealing with her and is she going to even allow you to do it? Because if she's done all these things to you, then she will find a way to keep that child from you either way. And so that was that was my concern. You know, I didn't voice everything, you know, but that's that is how how I felt about it, you know. Mm. And did I feel like you deserve Noah? Yes. You know, especially after everything that you put into it and you are just so over the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, can we be honest here? You spent a lot of money. What was it, like eight grand on a on a baby shower, you know, and um, Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, we're being honest. Um, so I'm just saying, you spent eight grand on a baby shower, and for me, it was like I was like, "What? You know, why? Why would you do something like that? You know." But knowing the type of person you are, you know what I mean. It's like you were so you were so excited about it, and and for for you, I I know that you're like a kid in a candy shop when it comes to certain things. You know what I'm saying? You, and you know when you're excited about something, you're like, "Oh wow." bright lights and you know and um i want more and more candy uh, you know you know bring bring all of it you know what bring the whole truck i want you to bring the whole truck full of candy bring it over here because i want all my friends to enjoy this you know and see this and and nothing and be a part of my son nothing was too good for your son but nothing's too good for anyone that you care about and that's and that's just how you are you go all in and i know that about you you know so i just i was so concerned with um especially after everything happened you know and um when you weren't able to come home with him, I was like, I was devastated for you. You know what I mean? And I was like, whatever, whatever this girl needs, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? And I'm going to be there for her, not just as her girlfriend, but as her friend, you know, cause, um, that's, I would hope I could have somebody do that for me. You know what I mean? And, um, and just knowing you as a person, like I, there was no way I was just going to leave you in the cold and let you just, you know, Deal with it on your own, even though you got on my nerves a lot through Jesus, that process. Kiona. <laughs> <laughs> you got on my nerves. But but it was it was not it wasn't like hateful, you know what I'm saying? Nothing hateful. But you know, everybody has a certain capacity, you know what I mean? <laughs> so at times I had reached my capacity and then I just had to come up with a really great way to try to get you out of this funk, you know, any way that I could, you know. But but all I knew is that I, I wasn't gonna leave you, you know leave you like that so yeah yep <laughs> um day day of the trial uh day of the trial and and going into the trial um what people may not know about me so yes i i do counseling practice therapy as an intern and all these things but um i also am in counseling um and I can't go to another regular therapist because I'd be playing. I get in there and I'm like, yep, messing with the mind. What are you? Well, this is cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna ask me that, you know? And I'd be in there as cat and mouse, you know. I try mm -hmm. to see who could out therapize, you mm -hmm. know, the the person. So, um, so I have to go spiritual counselor. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Um, so I talk to a pastor. Uh, shout out to Cheryl. Hey Cheryl. Hey Cheryl. Um, so. You know, I've been 
I had been talking to Cheryl, you know, I'd been going to all these uh, spiritual um, guides, you know, mm-hmm. in the community, doing Reiki, you know, um, you with your frequency um, business, the frequency jewelry, jewelry yeah. um, you know, you got me crystalled out to where, <laughs> you know, for move, for protection, for balance, you know, pH balance. <laughs> whatever it takes, whatever it yeah, takes. Yeah, I got crystals on. I mean, I'm, I'm going into court like I'm going into battle. And I've got all my, you know, armor, all my armor with me, all my spiritual guides in the room with me. Um, and I was actually feeling hopeful, mm-hmm. you know, because the the message from everybody, mm-hmm. um, you know, even my family had had turned around, you know, because in the beginning they were like, no, it, you know, same things that you were saying legally not going to happen. Um, and even still, like they were actually more so concerned with. Just if you do get what you want, you know, you're tied to, to this woman, you yes. know, and, and they didn't want that. And so, um, but towards the closer to the trial, people were like, you know what? You deserve to be a mom, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, so there was such an outpouring of love and support and, and people saying, I mean, everywhere, like people we work with, you know, um, everybody, because everybody had seen, you know, mm-hmm. what I had went through. Um, you know, after the loss of Noah and then um, going into court, you know, I felt like, no, I'm about to walk out, walk out of here and I'm getting, I'm getting them back. And, um, you know, walking to court, all of a sudden the judge like off bat mm-hmm. was just like, just so you know, it's not going to be emotional and I'm not going to use California law precedent, which is what my attorneys had prepared the rip off um, attorneys. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh because in California there is a precedent. You know, there are same sex couples there who, you know, have gone through very similar and we had actually found a case gone through the same situation. Um and uh so before we even, you know, sworn in, started it, you know, on the minutes, like he was like, and we're gonna use Nevada law because mm-hmm. I live in Nevada mm-hmm. because he's secretly mad at Sisolak or some shit and mm-hmm. Uh, and Nevada, our great state, doesn't have fucking president for same-sex couples over mm-hmm. custody. So right off the bat, I knew that it was going to be tough. And then they said, and nobody in the courtroom. So, and you know, you were a yeah. part of it. But we had, we came, we rolled deep. Yeah. Mob was deep. Because um, that's just like the love, you yeah. know. And um, long story short, you know, um, something too about me is that, I I've I have a trauma history, you know, mm-hmm. I've been through some stuff. And so my brain doesn't work the same as a lot of people's when it comes to um traumatic things that happen to me now, um bad things, negative emotions. I am not comfortable in that space and I have to move on very quickly mm-hmm. um so that I don't get drugged back into, you know, childhood trauma. Um I don't remember you know, yeah. I get into arguments and things like that. Yeah. And the reason why I want to get through it quick is because I, I only have a certain amount of time before it's off my memory. Same, know? same. So, so so being in an abusive relationships, like yes. it's great for the abuser because you can just keep doing keep shit to me. me. And I forget. And I'll forget about yeah. it. I'll just I love you, though. Yeah. You know, and so so having to go into court and to essentially like read through text messages like over years, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then having to remember and getting to remember just how toxic that relationship was. And that was her entire defense was, no, the relationship was toxic. So 
So Mm -hmm. yeah, it wouldn't be a good idea for her to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And that's why I made the decision, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, not she was a complete fraud and she made the decision because she made that decision in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. No, it was like, no, I made the decision because the relationship was toxic, you Mm -hmm. know? And the judge basically looked at me and said, you know, in not so many words, um, I see what happened here. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have a great case for fraud if you want to take this to civil court, but you're kind of an idiot. So... (laughs) I'm not going to, you're not the mom and, you know, have a nice life. Mm -hmm. And I just remember um, I wanted to fight back tears. I didn't want her to see me hurt. I didn't want her to, I didn't want her to have the satisfaction of, you know, me being destroyed in court. Um, So I just kind of straight faced it. I op- they opened up the doors in the courtroom and ran I straight to you. the bathroom. <laughs> ran straight to the bathroom. You're the first person I saw, <laughs> I although like my very angry mom <laughs> was uh, <laughs> ready to was go right there. She ready was to go. ready to beat people up. Yeah. I love my mama. I love you, I mama. Um, There's a whole bunch of people around. I, I just remember looking at you and I just felt like um, what I had asked you to do, you know, because what I was asking for you to do is, um, accept that situation, mm-hmm. you know, accept me and that situation because I just thought that was going to happen. So I'm mm-hmm. like, can you just be with me even though like I'm really about to, you know, share a child with like just this crazy girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you were, you were really ready. Like, you know, I mean, you, even though you felt all this stuff that we're learning today, thank you. Um, <laughs> you, you were ready. And so, um, so yeah, we went into the bathroom and I, um, I died. Mm-hmm. I really feel like um, a large part of me died mm-hmm. in the bathroom. And um, I celebrated my home going with a lot of alcohol. <laughs> That's about all that I remember (laughs) is that I was standing there outside of the court and then everybody that came was just like, I can't believe it. What a bitch. And whatever else. No offense. I love everybody who was there. Yeah. But I I think that's all I heard. And and then my attorneys were trying to say something. Chit chat. And I was really like ready to punch him in the face. Excuse me. Yeah. But. (laughs) And then I I remember. Lies. I went. We went to uh, the golf course right across from the family court. It's mm-hmm. like heaven, golf course, and then hell, family court. Um, but we went over to to the golf course, and then I had my first drink. Um, I don't even remember if I ate. I don't think you did. But we were supposed to be there for lunch. Mm-hmm. Everybody else ate. Mm-hmm. I drank. I ate scotch whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I ate mm-hmm. for I don't even know how long. For like, what, can we be truthful here? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> for at least, at least, it was at least a good five days. Because, um, yeah, well, I want to say seven days, really, because we went to Miami. Oh, yeah. Not too long. Like, about seven days after that. Yeah. Yeah. I ate scotch whiskey. And I just, I was, I just wanted to be numb. Mm-hmm. I do remember you uh, coming to me one day because I, gosh, I'm really sharing a lot. Um, 
I didn't want to change clothes or shower. Oh I actually refused. Oh and I said, I'm never changing out of this sweatshirt. No, <laughs> let me tell you what you did, okay? So you had all this Life is Good shirt, okay? It was a sweatshirt at that. Life and you good. had it on for like six days, okay? I had to like make you get the shower. You were like, um... No, I'm just going to wear this shirt every day, every day. I'm never going to wash it. And this is going to be my journey. This is everybody's <laughs> going to see my journey through this shirt. OK, everybody will see exactly where I've been through this shirt. Oh and Are although really now I can this? laugh about it. <laughs> no, although now I can laugh about it. It was so sad for me because you were so serious. And um, Hell yes. you said a lot of things to me that were, I mean, so can I be <laughs> transparent? Yeah, we're in it. So, um, <laughs> I mean, there was moments that you said things to me like, you know, um, uh, okay, like stuff like, um, so, well, we can meet again, you know, like, you know, like, basically, like, we're supposed to be together, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you are my twin flame, you're my soulmate, but um, because, you know, we've, we met here, we will meet in another lifetime, you know, it was just things like that that you said to me, you that word it was so hurtful you know not not because like I felt like you were doing it purposely you know but it was hurtful just to know that you know i this great person that I know that's so intelligent has so much potential why would they want to like in their life you know why would you want to do that you know and and I understand that it was really hard, but I'm like the type of person, like I would, I can just get up and, you know, I'm just going to go on with it the next day. Not saying that that's okay. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I just realized how sensitive you were and how things really affected you, you know, and, um, how much I used to think things like this were just so attention seeking and that people were just out to get attention constantly. But when you are in a real situation with somebody that you love and you are trying to, you know, do whatever you can to save them. It's um, it's hard. It's really hard to see somebody like that, you know, um, and to like see them lose, you know, all belief, all hope, all faith, you know, and um, really just be I, like I literally had to put you in the shower with the clothes on, you know, like it was, it was rough, you know, and uh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I was drunk <coughs> through most of that. But yeah, I didn't want attention. Um, I just, uh, I felt like under attack, you know, like if I'm dead in every way but physically, like how fair is that? Yeah. You know, and um, it, Backtracking a little bit, when Noah was born, um, he he was premature, so he had to go right into the NICU. Um, his mother uh, had the epidural, so she couldn't get up and, and go into the NICU. So, um, so I was with him his first hours of life. And I remember uh, just staring at him in the incubator and talking to him and making all of these promises. And... Um, I remember even though, you know, you weren't supposed to have phones in the NICU, I'm texting my mom, and I was like, Mom, I can't believe I've ever thought about suicide. 
after witnessing what it takes, mm -hmm. you know, to bring a life into this world, because I helped bring him into this world. It wasn't physical. I didn't always, but physically, you know. But to see what it takes to to bring a life, you know, I, I felt like that was me meeting God as an adult, you know. Like mm -hmm. I and I remember texting like I just, you know, I can't even imagine being in that place, you know. And then, you know, not even a month later, um, you know, losing that that source of life and, and love and what I felt like was the only unconditional love that I would feel. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to the trial day, I felt like I just didn't understand. I felt like that was all taken away and... and I didn't understand the purpose. And I did, I mean, I, I, I feel like I literally died, you know. And um, coming back to life, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't know that I'm there yet. Right. You know, like um, parts of me I feel like aren't there yet. But I do remember after you putting me in the shower after you trying to get me to work, me being drunk and putting together oh gosh, a Lego Back set. to the Future Lego sets. At the desk, yeah. I love Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember you, after work one day, you came home and, and you said, um, what would you tell a client right now? You're, you're Right now, you're, you're acting like your clients, you know, and... And not judgment on you know the people that I that I see, but um, clearly like I was in crisis, and mm -hmm. but I wasn't doing anything to to get myself out of it. I I was just literally like, you know, like if you can just imagine like uh, somebody like just drowning in water, but you know how like the natural response, what most people's response is, is to try to like float mm -hmm. or swim. But I was just like. Oh. Mm -hmm. Like just tying weights on my ankles, yeah. like okay, peace, y'all, yeah, peace. I'm just gonna go down. Yeah. So that's a that's difficult on a relationship, though, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but you just coming in like, because really, in all reality, I'm really like all for tough love. You know, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm a very, very honest. blunt. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> and and, and, honest. and for you, how is what is that like I'm being so love, being so love. sensitive? What is that like being with somebody who's very blunt and very just? I'm very. I know that I'm not always like the softest, you know, and like the nicest. I don't have a lot of tact at times. I'm brash, as you have said. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. After being called brash, I had to go actually look it up to brash. figure it out. Like what? You were brash. <laughs> I said you were, I said, like you were being brash. I was I was no, talking about said, the behavior. I didn't you say said you're, you're, you're brash. And you're brash. You, it's not just towards me. It's towards other people said, too. So I don't brash. take it personal. But I, I, don't I said that's, no, that's not what you said. But either way, <laughs> what is it like being with somebody that is very just because I because I, I know like even if I mean if you're having a bad day, I'm like if you don't get up right now, like I can't like I you're not doing this right Fix now. Fix your life. Fix your life and get it together. But but I also have tantrums and kick and scream, you know, because little does everybody know we work together and everything else. So the boss and the girlfriend relationship, you know, our our relationship oh at home, is two different things. <laughs> 
at work, I'm like the crazy, like I'm the misfit brat, you know, and I, I don't want to do anything, you know, but I will do it. But I don't like doing anything, you know. And um, at home, you know, it's just a little bit different. So what is it like, you know, having those two personalities, you know, too, at times? That was a loaded question, and there was a lot <laughs> that was put into that statement. Um, let me answer this carefully. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's it like? So, it's a godsend, to be honest. Mm. Um, yin to my yang. <laughs> and I, I actually, I love that about you the most, how strong you are, how tough you are, because to me, I feel like, you know, like you're my muscle, you know, and on a spiritual journey, on on an emotional journey that I've had to recover and heal from some of the most terrible things ever. Um, now I, I don't feel like I'm just this open, like wound, you know, walking around. Like I feel like, you know, I got my muscle with me, like say something. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> she she gonna kick your ass. She gonna go off. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, I it, it's a godsend and um and I love the way that we complement each other in that way. Um, because me being so sensitive, um, I would hope that I could, you know, soften up some of those rough edges too and you feel You have a little a little bit. I wanna say that. <laughs> You're a little softer. I'm I'm a little softer now. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, you know? Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Now everybody knows, but, you know, yeah. No, and, and for me, like, playing sports, too, like, you are you remind me of, like, the strength coach, you know? And, and so strength coach, uh, and this shout-out to Coach Pitt, um, <laughs> you go into the the, um, the weight room, and you're there to to get better, to improve, to, you know, like, to grow. Like, it's – the space, like walking into a weight room, you know, and in training and stuff, the whole environment, the whole mindset is toughness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so you remind me of, of that, you know, experience. Like I get into the weight room and I remember Coach Pitt like, McCall, stop bitching up and, and do this, you know. <laughs> oh, you want to look good for spring break, do you? Like fucking do those squats, you know. Yeah. I want you looking like a damn man at spring break, you know. <laughs> like that, I mean, the tough love is what – I'm used to hearing to motivate, mm -hmm. you know, to, to be better, um, to push myself. And so it's perfect. It was perfect. The timing. Um, I feel like God knew that's what I needed because I was about to be here trying to sink mm -hmm. and I needed, you know, a, a divine push, you know, to, to get up out of it, get back to work, you know, get back to, and not work, work because i know work 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 that's all we do always always but, working um, but get back to work on myself mm -hmm. you know get back to work on the on the spiritual journey because i i had been putting in work before the trial yes i was mm -hmm. like a brand new person i was i was loving my com my conversations and my my communion with god um but yeah but I don't at, at times I don't think you realize how tough you are too, and like um, you have this intellectual way of cussing me out. You know, you may not ah! you may not curse at me not at all. You know, and I'm like literally like she just did a whole paragraph and she could have just said f you. You know, <laughs> like I could have you could have just literally said f you, but no, you had to like tear it down. You know what I'm saying? Like and you know and gracious and in grief and like all these words. I'm like geez, you know, not that I don't know what they mean, but I have like seriously like. <laughs> 
Jesus, like, it's preposterous. It's preposterous, ridiculous. You know, just all. I mean, you will go. You will go there. You know, and so in so many ways. You know what I mean? Without saying not one curse curse word. You know, and me, I'm just like, man, fuck this shit. I'm not gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. How about that? Like, you know what I'm saying? But you, I, I have been intellectually cursed out many times by you. Okay, so you're pretty tough yourself. You know. <laughs> You're pretty tough too, you know. I might be a little bit more street, you know what I mean. But you're you're pretty. We'll call you Wall Street, okay? Wall Street, <laughs> yes. Red dot to Wall Street, <laughs> love it, love it. You're a lot tougher than you think, okay? So thank you. Give yourself some, you know, I credit. Think. Then you, you think, then you think you are, you know, you're a lot tougher. You know, I, I mean, I, I, for me to be at a loss for a words, you know, and not be able to like have anything to say, and just it, it's it says a lot, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of working all the time and and knowing like what what we do for a living, um, how how is it like when it hits so close to home from some of the experiences that we shared? How is it seeing me, hearing me talk about suicide with other people, seeing me, hearing me be in a position to um, be relied upon in the space? How was it for you? It's it's tough because um, I know that when you're having these conversations with people, or you've you know you've had to come in contact with these these people, or like talk to them, I get so distracted easily. Um, it, it, I know that with that is going to come you know some feelings for you, some things you know that um, you probably you know hadn't thought about in a long time, or you know um, may change your mute your mood, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just seeing these people really relying on you, you know, to be there for them and be their guiding light and that beacon of hope for them, you know, all the time is really hard because it's like uh, there's only so much a person can take, you know, um, suicidal or not. You know what I mean? So um, for me, it's 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 really hard sometimes because then you, you'll get into a space. You want to talk to me about it constantly, too. And it's draining for me, too. So I can only imagine how you really feel, you know, <laughs> about these things that you're not saying anything about. And I think I mentioned it to you, you know, the other morning. I was just kind of talking about how, you know, these people, you know, that have have been successful, you know, you see their pictures, right? You see their videos and you see their families and you see you see them and you wouldn't even think that they would even want to do something like that Mm -hmm. because all you see is these smiling faces big eyes you know and they're just like you would have no idea that this person was having those thoughts Mm -hmm. so for me it's scary because when you get into this headspace you know without telling me you know but i can i'm kind of like learning you know what's triggering you or 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 like learning when this mood is coming on or when something is you know starting to happen what scares me about it is is that you're able to do the same things. So you're able to walk into a room even though you're very upset and you're able to smile and you're able to, you know, really just turn it on for everybody, you know, all the time. And I'm like, Jesus, how does she do this? You know, because I can't, you know, I'm upset, I'm upset, I don't care. You know, like everybody in the room gonna know I'm upset and that's just what it is, you know? And you're able to um, shift your energy and shift the focus, you know, not so much, you sh- you're able to shift the focus off of you by putting the focus on everybody else, but by, you know, making everybody in the room happy, you know? So it's it's scary to me. It's very scary because it, you have to think to yourself, like, is this person really happy, you know? And and then the other thing is, too, is that it's like, you know, not that I'm, I'm doing everything to make you happy, but I, 
I am thinking to myself, like, um, am I good enough? You know? Um, am I good enough to make this person happy? Am, am I enough? You know? Period. Am I enough? You know? What is it going to take? You know? And, um, so it, it can be hard, you know, at times. And it could be hard on the self-esteem, you know? your own confidence, things like that, because you know that you love this person, you know that they love you back, but all you really want is for them to be happy, you know? I just, uh, that's that's my main thing is, I just want you to be happy, you know? And if you're able to give me these smiling eyes, you know, and smile at me and, you know, make the whole room, you know, happy, but on the inside you're dying, and I would never know, it's it's very scary. It's a scary place, you know? And um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what the question was, but... Um, <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, sometimes I have thoughts like, uh, like I shouldn't be with anybody. You know, like I'm just not the type of person that should be with anybody. Because and that's part of me knowing where, where you're going and what mood you're getting in, because you'll start saying things like that. Honestly, okay, so I take that back. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I because I I, I don't want to be a burden. You mm -hmm. know, and and so many people like you brought up the attention seeking and you know all of the stereotypes about people that experience suicidality, mm -hmm. like. Um, selfish it's a selfish thing like I I think probably like hundreds of times a day every day like even on good days you know just because I am hypersensitive you mm -hmm. know and and I, I do have a lot of stressors and things in life you know like that present challenges like my, my life is not simple you know um, I think hundreds of times a day like Am I good enough, mm -hmm. you know, to to be able to overcome this every single day? You know, if this is my life and shit like this always happens to me, am I good enough? And and should I be with somebody because I don't want to be a burden to anybody? Mm -hmm. That that's like my that's my fear and a lot of it has to do with things that I've been told, you know, in in abusive or traumatic situations is that I am a burden, you know, or I'm crazy or um, I feel like I've been painted to be this monster and I'm, I'm so confused because I'm like, like, why wouldn't you want me to be a part of Noah's life? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't understand that, you know. Um, and I've been in relationships with women that have children. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the relationship, it's the end of the relationship with the children as well. And, and I've always felt like, you know, am I this monster? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not even good to be around kids, you mm -hmm. know, and. Is it because I have this battle, you know, this this battle that I've had for most of my life that I feel like I, I can't help, you know? Like yeah. I, and so it, it it's almost like like leprosy. Like I feel like because I I am a chosen warrior in this battle against suicide that I have to live a life of being alone or, you know, I have to live a life of watching people that I care about feel like enough is enough and walking away. And sometimes hitting me with a car and driving away, 
um, or that happened once. And then, you know, and, and even like being in a same sex relationship, you know, my insecurities go beyond that. And like, you know, will I make you want to change your mind about being with women? Because no. <laughs> firm no. Look, look firm. Um, okay. No. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, a lot of, there's a lot of insecurities, you know, mm -hmm. on my end too. And, and um, I'm really, I'm thinking about you and I'm thinking about everybody else in my life more so than I'm thinking about myself, you know? Um, Can I ask you a question though? Like, have you ever just yeah. thought about the fact that maybe everybody can't, is not meant to handle things. They can't handle certain things. It's just like how, for you, how you're, you're unable to handle certain emotions, you know, in a healthy manner, put it that way, you know? So like these relationships that you were with these people before, you know, it's maybe they just couldn't handle it, you know, mm -hmm. they just could not handle it, you know? And I'm not saying that, um, they're bad people or anything like that, but some people, their capacity is different, you know? Mm -hmm. Everybody's capacity is not the same, yeah. you know? And everybody's not able to think outside the box and everybody's not able to put themselves in other people's shoes or um, also everybody's not able... I'm, I'm able to understand you because of my past, you know, and my traumas and, you know, the abuse that I, I experienced, you know? And like I said, before I was with you, I was I was unable to talk about these things. You know what I mean? I kind of just like made jokes about everything and didn't really talk about it. And I remember when we got together, it was kind of like, when are you going to talk about you? Remember, I would let you go on and on for hours. Oh, wow. And I wouldn't. I was going on and on for hours. <laughs> wow. You still do sometimes. But I'm just, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But I would let you go on and on. And I would never talk about myself, you know? So. Yeah. I don't know. I and also there's you know we needed we thing. You know what I'm saying? Like um, you maybe that is what you needed, and that's what I needed. I needed somebody that was willing to take the time to understand. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's not always perfect. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's times when I I I don't know if I can do it. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you've had times like that when you don't know if you can do it. You know, and I question it, but um, it's my capacity. Am I willing to? take on more you know and mm -hmm. and willing to figure out you know and empty out the old so i can fill fill my cup some more mm -hmm. you know so um anyway i just i think it's it's just all about you know what you're willing to do how hard are you willing to work not just on your relationship but on yourself you know because yeah. regardless of any of this i just want to be a good person to any you know with any relationship i'm in you know and i feel like this is teaching me a lot so yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I think not everybody is, is everybody has their own threshold of what they can handle. And and also, like, sometimes things are just not meant to be, you mm -hmm. know, and, and things are meant to kind of run its course or to mm -hmm. teach you things. Um, Seasons and reasons. Yeah. You know? And something I learned from a spiritual counselor, um, when we talk about soulmates, you know, like the whole, like, Western civilization you know, we say soulmates and keep it and Valentine's Day and everything's gravy, but like soulmates really are the ones that teach you the most, mm -hmm. you know, in this life. And and uh, and that can be through trauma, through pain, mm -hmm. you know, um, and and the most growth comes after a complete dismantling yes. and destruction of something through the dark. You know, we find the light, you know, and you mm -hmm. there is no light without the dark, you know, and um, 
I don't think that people take the time to just understand, you know, like you're sitting here for a reason. You know, there is a reason why. And learning learning the lesson, taking the time to learn the lesson um, that's presented to you. And it's it's really hard for people because to learn a lesson, you have to go there with yourself. You know what I mean? You really yeah. have to go there with yourself. Yeah. And you got to look at you. It's no longer looking at anybody else. It's only looking at yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just have a hard time with that, you know, and so they continue with these cycles of doing the same things over and over and over again, you know, mm-hmm. and until you learn the lesson, it will keep repeating itself. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it is evolve or repeat, evolve, repeat, yeah. which, which one do you want, you know, so. Yeah. You know what, um, a couple things, because sometimes I get distracted, right? <laughs> When you were uh, when you were saying, can you handle this? I do. I'm one of those people. I do tend to think of things in terms of Destiny's Child lyrics, <laughs> Destiny's Children. <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle. Can't okay. stand Beyonce. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> but I love him for you. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> Can't Gosh. stand the diva. Don't hey, leave alone. Hey, I like a couple of her songs though. I won't lie. Okay, I just don't think this is a safe place. She's just not on my now. playlist. This isn't a safe. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway gosh i'm also thinking about just really how how we vibe right so you you are like my rosie perez (laughs) for those of you who have seen white man can jump you are like my sometimes when you really win you really lose you really lose but when you lose you really win you really win and I'd be you like, know? yeah, okay. <laughs> Stokey Brothers. And then I, I want to go out and I want to go out and hoop, you know, and then I come back and I'm just like, man, I hope she's still there. <laughs> I hope she's still at the house, man. Because things that start with the letter Q looking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My Rosie Perez. Um, I appreciate you. Appreciate I, I, you. I more than appreciate you. I love you. Love you too. Thank you all so much for your time today. I'm your host, Bianca McCall. Remember, connect, create, be constructive. Help me and the many others doing amazing things in the space of suicide prevention and reach in to give permission to those in crisis to reach out. Please, I welcome for you to share your thoughts, your feelings, your efforts, or the efforts of others in your communities with me. Please, you can find me on YouTube, on IG, on Facebook, under my agency's name, Desert Rose Counseling Group, or you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Bianca McCall. We also have a website where we'll be posting our podcasts and updates on information. And until next time, stay safe, be well, be heroes.